Hey friend, I wanted to bring you an episode today about how to handle when you're feeling remorse or a deep guilt when there's something that you're beating yourself up over. At one point or another, all of us, especially us moms, are going to go through an experience that more than likely we're going to be feeling just awful about. After all, every single one of us is a human, and that means we cannot control all of the factors of every situation 100% of the time. Sometimes we reach our limits and we do or say things we later regret. Maybe we lost it on our kids, or we lost it on our spouse in front of our kids. Maybe we were involved in a car accident, and maybe we were the ones responsible. Maybe we said something stupid, and we upset a friend. Maybe we got drunk and behaved in a manner not aligned with our highest self. Maybe our child got hurt, and we know that we could have prevented it. In this episode, we're going to tackle this very difficult topic and help you get unstuck in the guilt cycle and be able to move forward. My hope is that by the end, you can come to a place of forgiveness and compassion with yourself like you would with your own child when they make mistakes and use this experience to make you even stronger, more compassionate, and more aligned with your highest self. Thanks for listening today and stay tuned. This is the Motivation for Mom show, a personal development podcast for moms hosted by certified life coach and fellow mama, Sarah Munder. Each week, Sarah will bring you motivation, inspiration, and personal empowerment to help you show up even stronger for your family and be the mom and woman you were meant to be. You sacrifice so much of yourself every day, and it's time to take at least a few minutes and invest this time into nurturing yourself and filling your soul. You are worthy and you deserve it. Ready, Mama? Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to join me in my planner makeover course that is now available, where I'll teach you how to reach your goals, accomplish all of your tasks with ease, establish your non-negotiables, and finally make guilt-free time for things like self-care and all the fun stuff you want to do, all with a strategic use of a planner. In this course, I'll teach you how to get the most out of your planner and how to simply be more intentional with your time. It's all about making your life easier and making your time more meaningful. If you need this, head on over to my website, themamamiracle.com. That's the mama, M-A-M-A, miracle.com to get this online course today. Now go enjoy the episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Motivation for Moms. Before we dive into today's topic, I wanted to announce a very exciting project I've been working on. As you know, I quit drinking at the beginning of this year, and because of that, I have been able to do and accomplish more than I've ever dreamed I'd be able to do in my life. Cutting out alcohol was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Don't get me wrong, but I knew it was that one thing that was holding me back from reaching my highest potential. So what does this have to do with you? Because so many of you have 
just so bravely reached out for support on your journey of cutting out alcohol and building a better life for yourself and your family, I decided to create a program where moms can come to every single month to get coaching tools and support to stop drinking and start creating an amazing life. Breakthrough Moms is a monthly coaching program for any mom who wants to get to the next level and wants to finally break free from the limitations of the mommy wine life. I'm going to be opening the doors to Breakthrough Moms here in the upcoming weeks, and I'm holding only a few spots for moms to get in at the founding member price. Founding members will not only get access to the membership at a deeply discounted rate for the lifetime of their membership, but will also get access to my planner makeover course for free as a bonus. If you are interested in becoming a founding member of Breakthrough Moms, at a discounted rate, head on over to breakthroughmoms.com to put your name on the interest list. Now, I'm sure you're done hearing about all my latest offers and ready to dive into today's topic of breaking free from the cycle of guilt. As you know, this isn't my first episode about guilt, and that's because guilt is such a common thing for moms to experience at varying degrees. It's almost like we feel we must punish ourselves in order to be better moms, which is so the opposite from the truth. In my last episode about guilt, titled Good Enough Mom, Mom Guilt, and Your Potential, I posed the question for you to ask when you are holding on to mom guilt of whether our guilt is coming from a place of comparing ourselves to others or if it is a symptom of not living in alignment with our highest self or with what we truly believe in and value. Now, that episode is one of my absolute favorites because there is such a lightness and sense of relief that comes when we can get right with our mom guilt and realize that a lot of the times our guilt is just our way of our conscience telling us, hey, something's off and we need to address it. We need to get realigned. Every time we are feeling guilty about something, it is an opportunity for us to get centered and decide how we want to grow and improve and what kind of moms we want to be. Understand that mistakes do not mean that we are incapable or that we are bad people. Now, I knew that that episode simply was not going to be enough to help those of you who are dealing with a deeper level of guilt. It's what we call remorse, when something very serious has happened in our life. Because you are a mom and because you have a lot of responsibility on your shoulders to take care of your family and to set the example for your children on how they can handle the difficulties in their life, it is so very, very important that you have the tools and support to get your mind right when something difficult, serious, or tragic happens. And of course, by listening to this, you are taking the steps to do just that. Now, before I get into what to do when you're going through something that has caused you deep remorse or guilt, I'm going to tell you a personal story of how I have gone through this recently. 
Now, this is all still so very fresh to me. I'm going to try my best to get through this story without crying. Um, and I, I hope that you can relate in some way to some of the feelings that I've had as I've gone through this process. So about three months ago, we had to say goodbye to my nine-year-old boxer, Harley, which of course was very sad for our family. She had battled cancer for several years, and what we suspect is that it finally moved into her brain because one day I came home from shopping and she was barely conscious. It, it turns out that she had been having seizures while I was gone that morning. And so we took her to the vet. The vet tried to control the seizures that whole day. And then we, we moved her into overnight care and she just kept having seizure after seizure after seizure. And she was not responding to the medications and she was not mentally appropriate. It seems like she just kept declining. So we had to make that decision to put her down the next day. So honestly, even though she was, you know, getting up there in age, losing her ended up being so much harder than I ever expected. And I, I just couldn't live without a wiggle butt at home anymore. So not too long after we lost Harley, I contacted the Boxer Rescues here in California because we are we're just such boxer lovers and we knew we wanted to get another boxer just to, you know, honor honor Harley and and stick with the breed that we love. So, I contacted the Boxer Rescues and after a few weeks we ended up finding the perfect girl named Gigi. Now, she had a rough start as a stray. She was brought into a kill shelter, and one of the boxer rescues got her in and took her into their shelter. And when they got her, she was not in great condition. We know she had a litter of puppies, but it's really hard to say what her original story was or how long she was a stray. But it seems like she had had it rough for quite a while. And so when the boxer rescue took her in, they got her back into great shape. And oh my gosh, that girl was such a perfect girl. I'm sure you can probably kind of take some hints as to where this story is going when I say she was was just a perfect girl. She was calm. She was so good with my kids. She was good with my cat. She was good on a leash. She was young. She was healthy. She was potty trained and just the biggest sweetheart. And let me tell you, that dog won the lottery with our family. She got to sleep in bed with my girls at night and snuggle under the blankets. She got to go camping. And most recently, we drove up the coast to visit my mom, and she got to take a trip to the beach for what I am assuming was her first time ever. And when she got onto the sand, she lit up like I'd never seen her before. She played this game with the waves where she'd creep up on them, and then when they crashed, she'd just run around as fast as she possibly could in circles. It brought tears to my eyes to see her so happy. And this is the part where I'm really going to try not to get choked up. So while, while we were on that trip, she somehow climbed the fence in my mom's backyard while I was out visiting my mother-in-law who lives in the same town. And she got out and unfortunately she was hit and killed. And as you can imagine, this just completely devastated me. I felt like I lost a child, and now this was the second fur baby in just a couple of months that I had to say goodbye to. And just so you guys know, this happened like 
literally just over a week ago. So it's, it's still so very fresh. And in the last week, it feels like this event has completely taken over me and my ability to do anything. I just, I keep going over it and over it in my mind and picturing it happening. And of course, blaming myself because ultimately I felt responsible and she was doing so well with our family. She was so well adapted. She was doing so good at my mom's house. She loved my mom's house. She loved all the attention she got. She loved my mom's backyard. She had so much room to run around back there and snuggle up on the the outdoor furniture and play with toys. And I still, to this day, cannot figure out how she could have possibly gotten out. The backyard was fully secure. There was nothing she could have climbed up on. She literally had to climb a six foot fence with no footing. But I know in my heart that she was getting out to come look for me while I was visiting my mother-in-law and that's what just kills me. So I have a choice. I can't change the past. I also cannot control the horrible thoughts that keep popping into my head about it. But what I can choose is what thoughts I choose to focus on. Because what is beating myself up really going to do for anyone, right? What is telling myself that I am a bad person, that I am a bad dog mom, and that I never deserve to have another dog again? What is that going to do for me, for my family, for the dogs of this world? The truth is I am a good person. I am an amazing dog mommy and human mommy. And I had a lapse of awareness of what my dog was capable of. It never even occurred to me that she would climb the fence and get out. And the fact that she made it as far as she did crossed three very busy intersections before she was ultimately killed was a total freak thing. And the fact is, more often than not, we get really freaking lucky every day, you guys. There are so many factors that are out of our control And we come across so many close calls with our children, with ourselves, with our families, with our animals, probably more than we even realize. There are so many factors that are within our control, but we simply cannot be everywhere at once. We cannot think of everything that we need to think of all of the time. We are humans. We are busy moms. Life is chaotic. Our kids are chaotic. And all we can do is our best to try to live as present as possible and learn from our experiences. Going over it and over it in my head just keeps me stuck. Our thoughts create our feelings and we can choose what thoughts we focus on and repeat. 
It is irresponsible to allow yourself to focus on negative, painful, and hurtful thoughts that just put you in an emotional spiral. I have a family who needs me, so I'm choosing to direct my thoughts whenever I find myself going back to that dark place of remorse. Instead of focusing on the end of her life, I am choosing to focus on the amazing life we gave her while she was with us. I am choosing to remember the way she lit up on the beach and ran so fast because she was having so much fun. And I'm choosing to believe that she is in doggy heaven exploring the depths of the universe and that she loves and forgives me for letting this happen to her. I don't necessarily believe that everything happens for a reason, but I believe that eventually you can make sense of all things. It's hard right now, and some days I can't do anything except just do my best to make it through the day, to not drink that day, and to take care of my kids. Some days are harder than others, but with time, I think the happy memories will replace the sadness, and eventually, I'll be able to connect the dots of the events of my life. I am not giving up on doggy love, and I'm not falling victim to the negative thoughts that tell me that I don't deserve another dog. I will find the perfect dog for our family and will give that doggy a strong, loving home. And when it comes to anxiety about this sort of thing happening again, you better believe I'm struggling. But again, every time that thought of what if comes in, I choose to immediately turn it around and tell myself, That is not real. The future isn't certain, and there is absolutely no way to know how things will play out. The only thing we can do is do our best to do the next right thing. Just the next right thing. So I hope you can see that you're not the only one who makes mistakes. I have made more mistakes than I can count on two hands. As much as I try to protect my kids from all harm, I can't. And I won't be able to beyond a certain point. When the girls were little, there were a few incidences that I totally beat myself up over. One time when Audra was a baby, she rolled off the bed and bonked her head. I'm sure this has probably happened to all of you. And when Autumn was a baby... I had her in one of those baby loungers, and since she was only a couple of months old and just kind of laid there, I didn't buckle her in. I set her and the whole thing up on the counter while I worked in the kitchen so that my dog wouldn't sit there and just lick her face while I was cooking and everything. And of course, she would just lay there and watch me or fall asleep. And that day happened to be the day that she learned how to arch her little butt enough to wiggle out. And she fell all the way from the baby lounger and off the counter. And she had a pretty nice bruise on the back of her head, but ultimately the doctor at the ER said she would be just fine, which I am so grateful about. I look back at that incident and how things could have been different. Obviously, if I had just buckled her in, it wouldn't have happened. But again... I didn't. I had a lapse of awareness of what she was capable of. Of course, I took this as a learning lesson to be extra cautious and prepared for the worst, at least with my kids. At the time, I didn't even think it was possible for her to get out of the baby lounger at that age. Even the doctor at the ER said that he did this with his babies all the time, and he couldn't believe that she was able to arch her back and get out of it so little. 
Could I have known at the time that this would happen? There's no way. And of course, after this happened, I never set my baby in anything without buckling her in again. Another close call we had was last summer. Both of my girls each had separate close calls in the pool. The first time was with Autumn, my younger one. Is it always the younger one that seems to cause the most stress? My goodness. We were out at the pool with our friends and they had their floaties on. And when it was time to leave... Of course, we took the floaties off and I was loading up the stroller to to walk back home because we have like a community pool. And while I was loading up the stroller before I knew it, Autumn was back in the pool underwater without her floaties. Girl, I jumped in so quick to get her out. It was the scariest moment of my life. And not too long after that, the same thing happened to my older daughter, Audra. We were at a resort swimming and... At one point, Audra had to go to the bathroom, so we took off her floaties to go to the bathroom, and when she came back, she got right back in the pool, forgetting to put her floaty on, and went right under. And right at that moment that we had come back from the bathroom, I had gone over to our bags to get some more sunscreen to put on the girls, but something in my gut told me, no, don't turn your back for a second. And that's exactly when it happened, you guys. And if there's anything I can share with you from these experiences is that, number one, floaties give a false sense of safety. Get your kids in safety swimming lessons right away so that if they ever find themselves in water, which they will, they will know what to do. And if your child does ever go underwater and gets water in their lungs, when they come out, they're coughing like they got water in their lungs. Take them to get their lungs checked that same day. Secondary drowning is a real thing that can kill kids in their sleep. It has happened. And with Autumn, we took her to get her lungs x-rayed. And fortunately, she had coughed up all of the water. And with Audra, she had been underwater less amount of time than Autumn had. And I kind of knew what signs to look for, especially after talking to the doctors and everything. And Audra had actually held her breath. I'm just... So grateful that she didn't get water in her lungs and that they were both okay. And if there's anything that I take from this situation is the lesson to be so hypervigilant around water and to share with you what's possible so that it never happens to any of your kids. Acceptance and forgiveness is a process. You have to choose to talk to yourself the way you would want your children to talk to themselves. Would you expect your child to beat themselves up and live under the heaviness of guilt and shame every time they made a mistake? Of course not. Would you allow your child to talk to themselves in the same way that we talk to ourselves? If you wouldn't want your child to do this, then why are you letting yourself get stuck in these same thought patterns that do not make you a better person? If you want to be a better person and you want to grow to reach your highest potential, then figure out why this situation or this experience is triggering you so much. Take some time to journal and deep dive into what you can take away from this experience. If you have done something that you wish you could take back, how can you use this as a launch pad to grow to new heights as a woman? If there's a pattern you've noticed within yourself, how can you break that pattern? 
The night before I decided to quit drinking, January 6, 2019, I was at my best friend Katie's house. The girls were back home with my husband, and so I felt like I had a night off. I drank almost two bottles of wine that night, which for me is a terrible lot. The next day, I was so sick, as you can imagine. I had an excruciating migraine. I couldn't hold anything down. And do you know... That wasn't the first time I had put myself through something like that. I have had more hangovers like that during my teenage and adult life, too many to count. Why did it take me so long to finally make the decision that I never wanted to do that again? I think part of it was this was shortly after I started this podcast, and I knew in my heart I better start practicing what I preach about finding that pivotal priority, identifying that one thing that if you changed would greatly impact the rest of your life. And for me, I knew that it was alcohol. So going public with this decision really helped to hold me accountable. And as soon as I began to realize that I'm not just doing it for me and for even my family, but for all of you who are trying to live a better life, it got so much more serious to me. So get someone involved about what you're going through. If you carry guilt or shame or remorse, talk openly about your feelings and about the thoughts you're experiencing with someone that you trust. And now I've shared with you a few of my very vulnerable moments I've had in life. And as you can see, I'm still here and I'm moving forward. If you are having a really hard time forgiving yourself, acknowledge that. Tell someone and then make that your highest priority right now. When we face the parts of ourselves that we don't like, something magical happens. Those dark sides that frighten us don't seem to be so big and scary when we get real with them. They empower us to become stronger, more confident people in the long run. You are a very important person, my friend. You are so very precious. You are absolutely everything to your little ones. If anything, they need you to stand confidently in your life right now and move through the guilt that you're experiencing and the remorse and the shame. They just want their mama to be happy. But you also deserve to be happy and you deserve the very best that life has to offer. If you need some time to process whatever has occurred or transpired, be compassionate with yourself and don't be afraid to put some things on hold for a while while you grieve, while you process and go inward for a little while. But it's going to come to a point Like it came to a point with me where you're going to have to choose to replace those negative thoughts with empowering ones. And you are an amazing person. You are a light in this world. You have so much to give and contribute to a world full of other imperfect humans just like me and you. The fact that you've made mistakes gives you an opportunity to help others when we make mistakes. If everybody in this world beat themselves up whenever we made mistakes, we wouldn't be able to move forward as a society. You, my dear, are perfectly imperfect. You are capable of making beauty out of ashes. You are capable of turning your life in a different direction if you need to. Thanks for listening today. Now go out there, take charge of your day, take charge of your thoughts. You beautiful, powerful, and incredible mama.
Wait, don't go yet. If you enjoyed today's episode and you know a mama who could really use some positivity and motivation in her life, would you please share this episode? You can either hit the share or copy link button or take a screenshot and post it on Instagram using the hashtag motivation for moms podcast and tag me at Sarah Munder. By the way, if you're not yet following me on Instagram, what are you even doing? Get over there, follow my transformational journey and send me a direct message and let me know your biggest takeaway from today's episode. I love hearing from my listeners. It seriously makes my day, you guys. And if you're ready to learn how to more strategically use a planner to reach your goals, accomplish all of your tasks, and finally make time for the important stuff like self-care time and quality time with your family, head on over to my website, themamamiracle.com to get my online course, The Planner Makeover Course for only $29 today. I can't wait to share with you the skills and strategies that have changed my life and changed the lives of my fellow mamas who have also taken the course. I'll see you there and I'll see you right here next week on Motivation for Moms. Thank you.